0: I'd like to welcome Nathan Wright to Emron's podcast. Uh, Nathan is from uh, Silicaga. If you don't know where the Silicaga, this is where Penhody starts or ends, whichever direction you want to look at it. Start off Appalachian Trail. So many things to talk about today. We'll talk a lot about Penhody. Uh, before we get in talking about Penhody, I'd like to welcome Nathan. Nathan, how are you doing today?
1: Doing great, thanks for
0: having me. Definitely, um, as I'm moving north in Penhody, once in a while, your name comes up. So so thought about just talking to you itself. So <laughs>
1: here <Wow>. we are. <laughs> I hope it's a, a, a good conversation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good conversation, definitely. So definitely, Nathan, uh, you're new to Emrance Podcast. Uh, so let's uh, let's start and uh, tell us a little bit of background about your uh, backpacking, running, hiking. You just told me pre-interview you had a 19 years of finishing Appalachian Trail. Uh, you just finished that. That's a great story to listen as well as I'm working north. Uh, let's talk about this. Tell us about yourself.
1: My name's Nathan Wright. I, li- I do live here in Silicaga near the uh, start of the Penhody. And um, I'm a backpacker first. I've uh, recently got into trail running, but I've always enjoyed backpacking, uh, especially long distance. And I did. I just, uh, August 13th of this year, 2021, I just completed a 19-year section hike of the Appalachian Trail. So I finally have put that to rest. It's been a a, a large part of my life planning that every year. And as you can imagine, driving up to New England area and even North Maine gets a little rough to um, do that every year to try to accomplish that. So finally done with that and uh, looking for the next adventure. But um, I have, over the last few years, gotten into trail running. Uh being in Silicago, I've um met a lot of great runners that uh, you know hit the Pinhoty Trail and you know Jamie and Todd that put on the Pinhoty one hundred and all their, their trail series races and um it's just been very intriguing to me. I'm definitely not a one hundred runner, but uh I like to get out there and enjoy it. I you know, it's a good transition for me to go from backpacking to uh running the trails and uh just really been enjoying it and um looking for the next thing to do. You're
0: talking about uh going from backpacking to Running, um, we are just running at this time. Uh, so maybe we need to reverse our <laughs> roles in the future. As I move north, maybe I need to learn no, to backpack, and you need to you learn to run. You to
1: see a lot more when you when you slow down and backpack, and you get to see the views. I I, I do uh, see that difference, but um, but you know you can get a lot more miles in when you're out there running.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like um, we got a marathon distance uh, last time. Good did uh, and uh, we ran a couple of sections, but but like I said, even running Pinhoti uh, here is a, is a lot of uh, logistics. So we can talk about that a little bit. So talk about um, uh, 19 years of backpacking through Appalachian. So tell us about uh, how did you start? Uh, you know, Is this a, you started backpacking since your childhood or is this a new hobby, you know, is that a middle life crisis you had or how did that start?
1: Well, I've always um, enjoyed you know, camping and backpacking, I think, it's something my father instilled in me. But when I was 29, I set out to to do a through hike of the Appalachian Trail, actually. And that was in 2003. Some things happened in life. I got a call that um, my wife at the time was pregnant, so I did not get to mm. complete that year. I did get about 700 miles in before I needed to come home. So, of course, I didn't hike for a few years after that. Um, and then I started to get into a position where I could plan some more hikes. And I would go out and do 100, 200 miles at a time. Um, Maybe have to skip a year here and there. Definitely had to skip 2020. But you know, just putting it together and just find a good place to leave off, come home, work for a year, go back out there and hike for a couple weeks, and uh, try to finish that thing. I think you know, 2,200 miles—that's a long way. I know uh, some people can hike straight through in four or five months, but um, when you try to piece it together a week or two at a time, it takes—it takes a long time.
0: Definitely, and uh, interesting how the life is happens along yes. the way we have some of those stories as we move north here even in shorter distance than that we are we're covering at this time tell us about uh and this um you know when you go a week uh, you talk about a week or two how how far can you go in those trails
1: i typically so it, it depends where you're at on the at you know if you're in virginia um i can hit 100 miles in a week i say a week you know you, gotta if you got to travel if you're driving a full day maybe two full days up north and you hike five or six days maybe you can uh you know you can get 100 miles in a week up north and in, in maine you know new hampshire through the rugged mountains of the white mountains or southern maine you slow down a little bit it's uh even the toughest hikers can, you know it's gonna it's gonna take you a little bit longer to get through um get through those mountains so you know I, my plan was to do 100 miles at least every time i went and before the end, there I was doing 150-200 um, miles. Uh, my last trip this year, I did 115 miles. I had left, so got that knocked out. But definitely, the the terrain up north is a lot tougher.
0: Uh, you mentioned a little bit about uh, logistic. Um, we have seen how difficult it is with the logistic. That's the one thing about section hiking, through hiking. You know, uh, tell us about how how does that I know it's it's becoming a little bit of Appalachian Trail, but some, something you just have done, I would like to hear. And I'm, I'm interested to go north on it. Tell us about how logistic works because you talk about also driving. So you're by yourself driving and somebody drop you back to your car. How does that work?
1: Yeah, I've done – I think I've done pretty much every scenario out there. It does get really tough because, you know, especially the further away you get from home, you know, do you fly? You, you fly with your backpack and then you get up there, you have to arrange shuttles or – um you know, with the local companies wherever you're at, um, it can get very difficult. I've been lucky enough the last few years that my wife Kim got to go with me, so she would hmm. we would drive together, and she would support me. You know, through that uh, section, and then also pick up at the end, and we just kind of make a vacation out of it while I was out hiking, <laughs> <laughs> um, which has been really nice. But lo- logistics is something that I that I really work on at the on the Penhody. Um I'm currently. Uh, managing the hike for um, nimble wheel nomad I'm not sure if you heard of him but he started at flag mountain on the penhody and going all the way through the appalachian trail and he has about 350 miles left he's 82 years old so i'm managing all of his logistics and and um support and everything through his hike so i've got gotten, gotten real intimate with the uh with the penhody and the appalachian trail this year
0: definitely yeah uh, yeah i have heard about him and his journey and uh also, I, I was at that Flag Mountain, and so, so I was oh, inquiring yeah. about him, and I, I haven't met him though. When he comes back, maybe we need to talk. Go back, go That's down fine. there and talk to him. So definitely, that'll be that'll <laughs> be, be, be a great story. Mm-hmm. But definitely, let's uh, kind of move uh, from Appalachian. I would like to hear more about it, and um, right now I'm not even ready to think about it. Um, yeah. Just, uh, just I'm, I'm in the baby step one. Those of you you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, it's like what is humans talking about. Go to Emirates, um, um Facebook or YouTube. You'll see my video traveling north. I'm editing a video right now of section eight and nine, so so we'll, that will come out soon. So so that has been an interesting interesting journey in the Pinahodi. In the past, when I was in Pinhoti, either running a race or very short training. Um, right now, I'm going through the summer, I'm seeing the the summer season of a Pinahodi beautiful as it can be. Um, as the fall is coming. Um this is the first time. I will I'll try to see how that Pinhodi trail looks in the fall. Um I could run during the Pinhodi one hundred coming south. Um I have and by the time I run all the leaves are down, so so it'll be interesting to see as we go north. Um let's f- focus on Pinhodi. Um and so talk about what do you know about Pinhodi, history of Pinhoti. You you live pretty close to the start. Let's talk about that. A lot of us don't know. I, I didn't even know what it was till I actually went there a few yeah. months ago, early this summer. Let's talk about that.
1: So, um, I, I've come to know the Penhodie pretty intimately. I I was introduced to the Penhodie through Flag Mountain. When I um when I learned about Flag Mountain, I went up to volunteer. It is managed by an organization called the Alabama Hiking Trail Society which I'm currently the president of. We're, we're a statewide nonprofit that builds and maintains trails throughout the state. And we have the agreement with, with the Alabama State Forestry to maintain and caretake Flag Mountain. So I became really involved at Flag Mountain and learned, okay, this is the beginning of this trail called the Penhody Trail. And I had heard about the Penhody. I kind of associated it with Cheaha Mountain. I thought it was up there around Cheaha. That was it. Um, But the more I learned and the more I, I, you know, I got intrigued. I just, you know, Flag Mountain is the first Appalachian Mountain from the south to reach a thousand feet. And you can jump on the trail at Flag Mountain and do the 348 miles of the Penhody up to north Georgia. And you'll connect to the Benton Mackay Trail for another 72 miles. You can connect over to Springer Mountain, which is the start of the AT. You can hike from Flag Mountain to Mount Katahdin in North Maine. Uh, some 2,600 miles and all on footpath. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. It's all in one mountain range and it's right here in Alabama and Alabama's got some beautiful mountains. As you well know, running through, you're getting to see some great stuff and like, I I don't know how you did it in the summer, but, uh, you're going to have some great, (laughs) great times this fall. And I know it's going to be a big change for you. Definitely. Um, But yeah, so the trail did start just north of Cheeha up around, um, the Chacalaka area, which I think the section you're going into next. Section you did eight and nine, so I think ten uh nine ten is about where it started. And then over the years, this is like, you know, late seventies, early eighties, it, it grew toward and included Chihaw, then it grew over to the Georgia line, and then it um evolved south uh, from Chihaw down to Porter's Gap, then to Bulls Gap, then to Trammel, and then eventually, um about almost ten years ago now, uh Not quite ten years ago, it moved over to Flag Mountain, and that's the destination. That's going to be the stopping point for the southern terminus. That's where they want it to begin.
0: So definitely that. So that is going to be all of it's going to be. And I was wondering as I was in the top of the mountain, it's like there's more trails in here. So
1: there is. There's uh, there's a lot of side trails around Flag Mountain, loop trails that you can do. Um, And then there's another path that leaves south of Flag toward Florida. If you're on a larger trail system called the Eastern Continental Trail from Key West, all the way to North Canada. It takes you up through the Pinhoti and the AT, but it, it includes a bunch of other stuff to get you through there. A lot of people walk that every year. We got, we had about fifteen people last year come through um, on that trail system.
0: Wow, something to look forward as I get old, I guess. That's right. <laughs> hey, keep,
1: keep running. You'll get eventually. You'll need somewhere else to go. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, yeah, Pinhoti. Um, it amazes me uh, as I go through and I look at this. How trails are created, and the area where Chiha what wilderness was a little difficult um, to navigate but yes. but other than that you know there's there's overgrown, of course, the summertime we had a lot of ticks uh snake one snake uh, encounter, but other than that uh we, we we've been very lucky um that's what we say um uh, you know with the, even with the overgrown, my concept of overgrown has been completely changed this summer <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we had a wet summer too, and it was hot and wet in the- um, it was, I guess, it grew like a jungle out there. It just, yeah. uh, you know, we're doing maintenance now in sections, and it's like, wow, I've never seen it this yeah. big. It yeah. just really
0: I've never seen it this way. I've never seen, you know, when I run the race, it's all already down, and and in the right. wintertime, there's nothing there. So I was, I was like, whoa, someplace was scary. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up buying a kit so that just in case I get a snake bite, I can take the poison. So I, I carry that around with me. Right. I haven't had to use Sorry. it yet, but, but. I hope you don't. Man. No, I hope not. So, but I'm ready for that. But definitely, is this a penalty system built by all the volunteers? It's a government. Government. Is this the Forever uh, Wild or, uh, for Alabama or something like that? Is it? A, how How does that whole trail system, is built, created, bought? You know, as right. I go through, tell us about that. What do you know about yeah, that? So
1: that that's a really good question. So the the answer is. There's no good straight answer. It's not owned by anybody. And there's really, today, there's no organization mm-hmm. that runs the Penhody. There's a few different volunteer organizations that, that help with maintenance and, um, and building. But over the years, it's been built mostly by volunteers. Um, some of it was funded and some professional groups came in and built the trail. But I can tell you right now, the, the road section that you did in section two, there's been some land purchased by the conservation fund and they have been very active in purchasing land from Trammel Trailhead which when you leave uh-huh. if you're going south you leave the national forest there all the way to Flag is all private land and and the conservation fund is purchasing doing land purchases and saying all right Pinhody this is yours now so some of that roadwalk is about to be moved over into the woods they purchased well, between tram on Flag, they purchased some 3,000 acres for the Pinhodi. It's amazing. That'll be amazing. Yeah. So right now, um, myself and a couple of guys are going to be going out. And what we do is we kind of look at the track of land and we look at the contours and we decide on paper, okay, this might be what we do. And then we go out and we walk that and... Of course you know oh that didn't really work we'll move it over here and we we use tape and we flag it and then we walk it in reverse and we say okay that looked that worked but this didn't so let's move that and then once it's set and we said okay that's the way we want to do it let's uh we get a bunch of guys and <laughs> girls out there with tools and um, shovels and Pulaskis and start digging cutting trees mm. trimming things back digging out a path and uh it's a lot of hard work and it takes a long time but as you can see it's well worth it and it's just uh it's great to be involved at that level and if anybody's interested i'd be glad to take on some some more volunteers
0: so you guys heard that so definitely we would like to put that award out as part of service from m Runs as well to volunteer anytime if you have that and that will definitely um, trying not to talk to anybody who t- who said that climbing mountains great. Trying to make it as downhill as possible. <laughs> that's right. I know that area is pretty flat, so so not to worry. Yeah, once in a while we come across the trails like, why did they do this? So <laughs> so, so definitely, uh, yeah. That uh, section two I call a dog section. So um, those of you watch my first video, that's the first section we did. That was a uh, we could. We didn't know where where we started. I think I talked to you right before on the right. phone, and then we didn't know what to do. Where to go? It's like okay, let's see if we like this. Then we want to go. Keep going. So I'm I'm glad we started that one. We got we we finished the section, and then um, Tramel that area was pretty nice too. So we had pretty good run that that first section. So so definitely. So so yeah. Um, that's interesting to know about, uh, you know adding that uh you know getting rid- getting rid of most of those um road section will be great i would like to thank all of you who have worked on that one so i personally know how that whole thing whole thing looks like um coming out of well uh, coming towards the dollar general uh which is which is not even it's not even a joke some of you think it's a joke but it is living <laughs> live in alabama trail running Dollar generally is your trailhead and it's pretty pretty good because hey you can you can buy all your supplies
1: yeah go get your Gatorade and a, a snickers bar that's, yeah uh, a lot of people resupply there they do
0: yeah i have a dance right in front of that so so <laughs> <laughs> coca-cola dance that's what I do so definitely um let's keep talking about uh Penhody a little bit more so talk about uh, as um you know as a hikers so are coming through here you know we local i i i hardly have come you know met anybody so far on the trail um it's not as busy a trail like uh some of the trails i hear out west uh yeah. i guess it's been in in the summertime i was told that this is not a good time to go <laughs> go to anything there which i understand <laughs> we did it anyway but um tell us about um you know coming to this trail those of uh, runners or uh, hikers they are not used to tell us about logistic wise and um and uh safety A lot of people have concern about that, you know, how remote it is. And, you know, I can tell them some of the things I have learned through through as I move north. Let's talk about that.
1: So, um, you know, as I'm volunteering at Flag Mountain and we're watching the Penhody get some recognition, there's been some social media influencers um, come through and do some videos. And we're watching people show up on the Penhody. And we're realizing there's no no, um, services along the trail, really, to speak of. So we decided to open the Penhody Outdoor Center. Um, We're at mile 23, right in that middle of that road section. And we offer a hostel and we do um, all the logistical services, shuttling, planning, anything, you know, trailside drops, whatever you need. And through that, we've become very knowledgeable about all the different trailheads and access points and, you know, what's needed out there and what's going on out there and where the problem spots are. That being said, the summertime (laughs) We, we close because there's just nothing going on. You know, June, July, August is just, as you know, it's hot. It's overgrown. It's so hot and overgrown, but there's there's also nobody coming down here to hike. So the, the maintainers don't really spend as much time out there, as you <laughs> well know. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, First-hand first knowledge. about, you know, mid-September to start cranking things back up. And uh, so if you were to go back out in some of those overgrown sections right now, you'd see a whole different trail um, because we have started knocking that down and getting it ready for the hikers. Our hiking season is October 1st, so this coming weekend is we've got a lot of people starting to show up and start their, their hikes, whether it's a, a through hike of the whole trail or a section hike or a weekend, whatever. We consider you know late September, o- October 1st as the beginning of our hiking season. It'll go all the way through mid-May, all winter long. We'll have people show up Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. They want to go hiking and um, that's great. I think you know the Pen is a relatively young trail. It doesn't have the traffic on it that you know some of the bigger trails have, which I think is good. We're starting to see that growth, and um I, I don't know if it'll ever get to the numbers we see. hopefully it does not because I think I think some of the trails out there are a little overused. but it's um it's definitely a beautiful trail, and and people are recognizing that. And with gut hook, i don't I don't know if you use the Guthook guide app. But there's a GPS-driven interactive map that you can use and it'll tell you where you are in relation to the Penhody, where a next water source or campsite is. Everything you need to know is in, your, in that app. And, uh, it, you know, you don't need to carry a big folding map, and you can use that app to get through it. Mm-hmm. Safety-wise, I think it's a, a very safe trail. It's, it is definitely has its remote sections, but the Pinhoti is very accessible. Um, maybe not to everybody, but there are gates. You know, if there's an issue and you need to be extracted or you need to get out, if it's an emergency, definitely call 911. But if it's something you just need some help with, you know, our number is available. You give us a call, we can either find you help or we can come, you know, get you out, whatever you need. We're there. And that's kind of what we do. You know, there's no been no safety concerns that I know of on the trail. There's, you know, there's a couple of parking lights up north and and a couple in Georgia that um we don't recommend you park in overnight. Um they have a reputation but other than that it's um it's a great trail. Uh we have a lot of single people, males and females that hike through by themselves, never an issue. It's uh, really gaining in popularity.
0: I mean definitely I have uh we haven't had any problem. I mean but I don't personally have it in my phone but uh in you know, Kenneth and uh, Stephen that I run with frequently on the trail there Mike, that they do have a gut hook and it has saved us at the wilderness uh, for sure. Uh, we were running through and then there were no trail. So <laughs> suddenly the trail just ended. It's like, where do you go? And, yeah. it, and uh, in the wilderness area, I guess uh, there, no maintenance is done. Um, even during the years I have, I have. that's what I heard. I have no idea what that, whether that's true or not, but, but definitely a gut hook has helped us Adams Gap too with Chiha Was yes. was pretty tough, tough trail. Um, forget about climbing the hills. Uh, just uh overgrown was just
1: unbelievable. Yeah, the wilderness areas are, are tough. There's there's two in Alabama that the Chiha Wilderness and then you're going to hit the Dugger in a few sections, the Duggar Wilderness. You know, those are federally protected to the point where there's there's no roads in there, there's no structures in there, and you cannot even have any kind of engine powered tools are not allowed mm-hmm. so all the maintenance in there is done by hand tools and you can imagine a, you know one of those big old pines or oak tree falls over you can't take a chainsaw to it you got to cross cut saw it or figure way around it or just a lot of times we'll just trim the branches off of it and you just make people climb over it or under it so that's why those sections are a bit tougher than everything else because you you can't walk through with a weed eater and the chainsaw and you know everything's done by hand so it's it is pretty tough
0: that's pretty interesting. Uh, now I know what my um, running partners were talking about. So tell us about um you mentioned just a little bit earlier about uh, let's just still focus on Penhody, but I think it could apply other places too. In case of emergency, you know, somebody needs to be taken out. Uh, how does that whole thing work? I mean, you know, have you ever seen a situation where somebody needed to be taken out, or completely got lost on the trail or something like that? Let's talk about that.
1: Go as ahead. far as getting um, emergency services involved, there's been a couple in the last couple of years where, and the last one was over there right by Adams Gap, just south of Adams Gap. There was a um, a hiker that got dehydrated. They, they went this summer. That was a summer it didn't rain much at all. And so all the water sources were dry. This summer was hot, but at least it rained enough where a lot of our water sources were good. And they got to a point where they just they started shutting down, and uh, they had to get airlifted out. So, you know, luckily they had signal, which phone mm-hmm. signal along the Penhody is fairly good. Um, if you can get up on a ridge, you're going to get a signal, pretty much a whole trail. So they were able to, to call 911 and get a um, get emergency services over there, and, and luckily the hiker's okay now. That is available. There, there are um, rescue squads and, and crews in the area that know the trail, But, you know, for things like I broke my pole or I lost my shoe or something, you know, we've had all kind of calls or, you know, I'm just not feeling good. Can I can you come get me? You know, we get those calls all the time and we understand that. And it's just part of the services that we offer. So, you know, if you're in our area and we typically cover from Flag Mountain to Cheehov, we can cover anything in the trail there. Um, If anything north of there, I can find somebody to help or need be, I can drive up there. I had a hiker call me one time in the Chihaw Wilderness and she said, uh, I'm standing here with a backpack and I don't, I can't find the hiker. I've been here for an hour. Turns out we found his wallet and called his, found his wife on Facebook. It's, a, it's just a crazy story, but found out he was a little dehydrated. We think he got off trail to go find some water. When he came back, he couldn't find his backpack. Hmm. And he was, he came up to a different point, obviously, and he, he said, well, I know I'm only like two miles from the road. So he just kept on going to the car, got to his car and he made it home, but he never found his backpack. So <laughs> we found his backpack and, and, and uh, got it back to him. And, you know, so it can happen. You do you do need to be careful out there. You do need to plan your hike uh, accordingly. I know you guys are real smart about it when you're running through the summer, but a lot of people don't understand, you know, the water sources may not be, you know, every two or three miles Um, We do a lot of planning and informing of hikers of what that means and what it looks like for them. You know, most people do about 12 miles a day at least. And we can put together a plan for hikers to manage their hike and make sure there's water. Because there are some stretches where, you know, 16, 17 miles between water sources and there's no no services. So um, things to think about. You know there's some other safety concerns to think about when you're backpacking just what i think of is common sense but if you're new to backpacking you may not think of it like don't sleep near a road where um you know that's that tends to be where trouble happens where kids on the weekend they come up they park in a parking lot and start causing trouble they see somebody's tent and you know things that can escalate Mm -hmm. things you know just things like that just get away from from people folks that are looking for trouble they're not going to walk in to find you they just it's a matter of convenience so that being said we, we don't really have that much trouble on the penhody but um we we are there for you if you need if you need help
0: definitely yeah one other thing uh we learned um so we did a second section first and then we went back to flag mountain and start running it was only 21 miles you know mm-hmm. <laughs> not a biggie for runners uh but we made our mistakes and uh we did not have enough water by that time. And then uh, we learned very fast that it was such a bad mistake. We had opportunity before the run to drop waters, but we didn't do it. Uh, poor planning, like we said. First thing I got out of the trail, and and then we found a gentleman. It's like, Do you have water? It's like, Yeah, he gave us some water. <laughs> we found another house, and then another house. So, along the, <laughs> it was a, once we got to the road, a couple of houses, they, they gave us gave us some water, and, and one of the Pinhoni actually volunteer that lived right there off the course, and his wife came out and um,
1: gave oh, us yeah. some water. Yeah, I'm, that's uh, that's Kenton Angel. She called me and told me y'all were running through. Yeah. she said some marathon runner came through here. I said, oh yeah, I know,
0: <laughs> yeah, I know those people. Yeah, definitely planning is a good idea always. Uh, any yeah. anything you do, but but this kind of things, uh, I realize seven miles is a limit. Uh, Steven is really good at planning. Um, he's helping us to kind of see through this. So definitely six, seven miles for us is a pretty good distance, especially being in summertime. Uh, right. It's a pretty good uh, refresh. Even last week or a couple of weeks ago when we ran, it was pretty humid. So let's talk about that. I, I will, I'm i curious about learning about uh, more about, you know, as a backpacker, um, I can talk about runner. We live mostly light. We like to run lighter as much as possible. Let's talk yes. about the backpacking. What do you have in most essential stuff you know sleeping back and uh backpacking? I would like to through run like you know a light run like maybe twenty pounds and stuff but uh, i'm I'm training for that but but talk- let's talk about more about just the backpacking concept how how does that whole thing works
1: yeah so i, I- I tend to go light as well, even when backpacking. But you know, there are your your short list of uh, you got to have items, and I do carry a sleeping bag or a quilt, depending on the temperature, and, you know, time of the year, and where I'm going. Um, I typically carry a 30 degree um, quilt that just kind of lays on top of me. I do now at you know I'm 47 years old now. At my age, I carry a inflatable pad to sleep on. I prided myself in my younger years that I didn't I didn't have to have you know an inflatable mattress but uh but now they make some really good gear out there some lightweight inflatables that you can lay on it really saves your hips especially for me I do have a tent I've got a, a custom made tent that um it's is uh very lightweight and um it uses my hiking poles to set up and it's uh you know just fits me and it's nothing nothing fancy but it it keeps me out of the element during the night And um, that's, you know, I don't carry a change of clothes. I don't carry anything extra. I don't, um, I have to talk myself in to carry my phone with me because I don't want to, I don't want to carry extra weight, but, uh, but definitely your sleeping bag um, in your tent. And I carry a, um, a Sawyer. I don't, um, I don't know what you y'all doing for a water supply. If you're dropping water or what, but there's a company called um, a Sawyer that makes a uh, filter that you can screw right onto a water bottle. So you could dip water out of a creek or a pond or whatever, and just drink it straight through this filter, and it's um, it's it's good clean water at that time at that point once it's filtered. So that's definitely essential, right? Because you when you're out there for multiple days and you don't have water drops or anywhere else to get water, you're you're dipping out of sometimes some still water ponds or hopefully a, a running creek. But um, you know the best scenario is to find a spring bubbling up somewhere. But, you know, you always want to filter that water. You never know what's in it, and uh, that that water filter is is definitely essential. Some people like to cook. I, I tend to cook when it's in cold weather. In the summertime, I don't like to cook. But, you know, so a stove or a fuel would be something you might want on your list. But in the wintertime, my, my pack weight is less than uh, 18 pounds with everything, food and water. And uh, you'd be surprised how light that is, but, it, you know, you can really move with that as well.
0: Definitely, 18 pounds, man. That's that's perfect. You should send me some picture on that one. Okay. So, show me, show me exactly everything that you have it in that 18 pound. I carry around 18 pound around my house at this time, and dreaming about running fast on that. I think I, I, somebody said I need to go 15, actually not 18, if I want to run it. I mean, you know, 10 would be too less because, you know, like you said, you do need some essential. I would like to do at least one overnight. Um, so talking about that. Um, what kind of food? I mean, you you eat. Is there a special food? Uh, you know, what kind of food?
1: Yeah, I have a um, what I call I, I made it up. It's just totally made up. This is a an invention by me. <laughs> I call it moose goo. And at at home, I prepare this before I go, and I I mix up peanut butter, and honey, and um, some chocolate protein powder, and then some chocolate chips. I mix all that together. Uh, sometimes I put granola or even Nutella in that as well. And you, you put enough honey in there. So it makes it a little more e- easy to spoon out. And I just pre, pre put that in uh, Ziploc bags and you can eat that straight or you can put it on a tortilla, a flat tortilla is easy to carry. Cause if you try to carry loaf bread, it's going to get squished and fall apart and it's just, it doesn't travel well. But if I'm cooking, I like to carry, um, instant mashed potatoes. I carry a, um, like this, uh, back in August when I did the last 100 miles of uh, the AT, I carried packets of chicken. Uh, you know, the little foil packets you can get, the prepackaged chicken, instant mashed potatoes, some oatmeal for the mornings. And you boil water, and you, I cook in a Ziploc bag. So a Ziploc brand freezer bag will hold boiling water. Mm. And you can cook right in that um, Ziploc bag and mix it up and just eat it right there. Interesting. Yeah, so there's a lot of tricks like that you can make and and uh, try to go lighter. You end up with less trash that way, but uh, food is one of those things where, you know, if you cook or you don't cook or, you know, I don't like peanut butter or I don't like, you know, I don't like mashed potatoes. It's so personal. One of the treats I like to take on trail is I'll take a little Ziploc bag of like my favorite childhood cereals, like Apple Jacks or Fruit Loops, something I never eat at home, but when I'm out on trail, I'll carry a little bag of, say, Apple Jacks, and I'll pour some uh, powdered milk in there. When I'm ready to eat, I just pour cold water in there, stir it up, and eat a bowl of cereal. And, uh, you know, something I wouldn't do at home necessarily, but when I'm out there, it's like, man, this makes you feel good.
0: Definitely. 19 years of experience through the AT. You learn a lot, I guess.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. So and what is times it? Times have changed, too. Times have changed. <laughs> I don't, you know, 19 years that cell phones didn't exist on the trail when I started in 2003 now it's everything is on an app on your phone
0: definitely the whole AT is in your phone so all you can all you need is, a, is something to take you there faster that's right <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about, a little bit about um, album outdoor um, center I think you you yeah. mentioned several times this already um last time i i met you and the whole outdoor center if you watch a in 100 video from last year and maybe a year before uh i'm right there starting um at a at potter Gap. uh that's i think that's where i was and i was kind of doing some video i didn't realize that's that was you and your team and
1: that's right we met you there um we we run that aid station that's um on the penhody 100 at at porter's gap that's about mile 69
0: yeah 68 something yeah yeah Yeah. i was yeah definitely so so let's talk about your center um a little bit more um you have a place to stay and um and a shop i I have not visited you guys uh i was gonna come when i was in in silicauga area but never got around so
1: that's all right you go you'll come visit us we'll uh Maybe we, you come to registration for the 100. We'll uh, go over there. It's right off the trail. When you cross on the uh, Pinhoti at mile 23, you cross highway 280. And um, we're about a mile down 280. Uh, we have a, a, a large building and we've divided it. We got a hostel side and we have a store side. So on the hostel side, we can sleep up to eight people in beds. We have full laundry, we have full bathroom, we have full kitchen. Outdoors, we have a back porch, real nice back porch for resting, relaxing, and drying out gear. We have a huge fire pit out back, two acres of land where people can camp or hammock. Um, we have a large parking lot where people can park long term and um, you know do the whole trail, and we'll come pick you up and bring you back to your car. On our store side, we have we actually have a little conference table with um, a lot of maps and um, you know pictures and, and things about not only the Pinhoti but the at and other trails um around alabama you know, we do a lot of planning there a lot of meetings going right there but we also have a storefront where you know we sell shirts and hats and stickers and patches we do sell some gear we have um some packs we have fuel stoves some food um freeze dried food for the trail and some little things that you may not necessarily know you need things um you know first aid stuff or Toothbrush, you know, little things that like, oh man, I, I forgot that or I lost that. Uh, batteries, you know, little headlamps. We do sell some hammocks, but yeah, it's just a it's just a fun place to go and and see some cool Pinhoti gear and see um, we have some cool pictures on the wall of the trail and other other things and uh, yeah, it's a great place to, to meet other hikers and you know coming this weekend October first our kick kind of our kickoff of the season. Um, we're going to have a full house this weekend of hikers showing up we do shuttle runs to all the trailheads all the airports we've got two airport runs this weekend to hit and uh, people fly in from everywhere we're getting this year i know i know i've got on the books alaska canada oregon ohio um, new mexico of course florida uh, we get a lot from florida and mississippi it seems like but yeah we've got people come from all over to come hike the penhody and it's, it's it's wonderful, and that's kind of what—that's—that's that's what we want. We want to help people get on the trail and make sure their trip is successful and you know the best it could be. You know, hiking is not all we do. We, you know, we tend to focus on hikers because of the Penhoddy and the growth and the popularity. But our mission is um, to get people outdoors. You know, our kind of our motto, one of our shirts we sell and our our Facebook page and things, it says, "Run, bike." paddle, hike, get outdoors. So, you know, anything that we can help you get outside with, we'd love to see families and people, you know, beginners, uh, even experts come to us. We uh, help them get outside and, and have a successful trip. We've got a great bicycle gravel path called this, the skyway. It goes all the way from up there, Piedmont area on the, um, chief Lediga trail. It comes all the way to flag mountain. That's over a hundred and 150 miles. Most of that is gravel. Some of it's hard top, but it kind of parallels the Penhody. You don't get on the Penhody, um, because in Alabama, the Penhody is footpath only. But you can bike all of that. And we support several bikers a year that that ride that. And it's a tough bike. Um, and they camp it while they, you know, going from uh, Piedmont down to Flag. And uh, we, of course, being in the running community, I've learned and met a lot of uh, runners and, you know, we set up runs and long distance runs and we'll set up shuttles for that and we support support that as well and we also have a a really cool creek locally called hatchet creek that um in the spring and the winter um when the the water's up a lot of people paddle that you know canoe kayak it and uh they can you can spend all day on that water and uh, you'll need a shuttle back to your car Uh, and that's what we do so we just want to get people outdoors that's that's what we want
0: definitely you're doing a great service out there i have not used your service yet don't worry i will i'll be down there i used to think that pinhody never liked me i guess he didn't like me because i never got to know it so so definitely i'm learning the way of pinhody at this moment so that's it has been a wonderful journey for me for me it's like when i started running this getting out out of comfort you know you know being so close to home you know yeah. The flag is no, no more than an hour and a half drive, <laughs> I don't have to fly in, but still, you know, I always felt remote, you know, poor is an hour and a half, most of the things I have done so far is hour and a half, and as I move north, it's going to get, like you said earlier, you know, it's going to get further and further, but so far it has been, you know, 130, 40 miles up, up in Hody, all the way to yeah. Pine Gline, that's where we are. Okay, it's still yeah. still hour and a half for me you know hour to hour and a half so so it yeah, hasn't changed for me so so, so definitely uh is great so far for me uh I don't know what what's what's up, what's gonna come up next but but definitely for for the group like yours and you know the runners and hikers coming through here it it'll, it'll be great to have more people to come in and explore our backyard and the main thing is we ourselves, who live in Alabama, needs to explore it too. I think that's uh, that's something we're missing. So, so definitely, I'll be more and more. Even though it's an hour drive, but, but yeah. I, th- I think I need to figure out a way to come more, find an excuse to come down. So,
1: <laughs> so. yeah. So you're at you're at Pine Glen
0: going north. Pine Glen. That's so that's yeah, that's where we stopped. So, okay.
1: yeah, so you've got a, um, that section north of Pine Glen is um, from there to Pinky Burns Trailhead is probably the easiest section of um, of Alabama. It's probably 15, 17 Six, miles. Yeah. Um, you're going to cruise through that. It's beautiful, too. You're going to love it.
0: So we, we, yeah. were th- yeah, we were thinking about this weekend, but logistically it may not work. But so you're thinking from Pine to Pinky, Pinky Burns, you said it's pretty yeah. pretty fast trails.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be fast for you. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're not gonna climb a lot at all. It's gonna be, uh, it's all single track, but it's all pretty, um, pretty level. It's not gonna be big climbs in there.
0: Definitely, four thirty one to Pine Glen was uh, one of the one of the fantastic trails yes. that I've run. Um, I still climb like uh close to, what four thousand, uh, you know, change. Yeah, and because we, down. this is where we run Pinhoti one hundred, and we go so fast. I remember going fast on those trails. Yeah. <laughs> And now I see why Yeah, it's so much carried away. It's so easy trail, but, uh, but definitely Nathan, we, it's, you, you have kind of take us through a different thing about a journey, about uh, running backpacking, you know, if any of our listeners are not local, uh, they want to come explore in Hody. What must see for them?
1: Yeah, so that, that's an interesting question. We, we actually sold a T-shirt last year. Um, we're currently out of them, but they're, um, it's a checklist of what to see on the Penhody in Alabama. And it's like 12 things of, um, you know, must-sees. And I'll just kind of highlight some of them. You know, chee is on there. It's our highest point in the state. That's a, it's a great state park. Um, that's a must-see. It's a beautiful—I mean, they've just done a great job with that state park. Um, there's two plane crashes on the trail and you you can see both of them. And, uh, they've been there since, um, for gosh, 30 years or so. Um, you've already run past one of them. I don't know if you saw it in the Chihaw wilderness. Yeah, we did. And there's another one in the Duggar wilderness. So that's kind of interesting people. You know, it's one of those things that, um, that that draw interest. Um, I would definitely say flag mountain is on that list. Um, it's a beautiful, it's an old CCC camp built in the thirties. There's still the original cabins there, the fire tower, the watch tower is still there. Definitely, you want to go see that. And, if, and, and like I said, our organization, the AHTS, is is maintaining that, and, and uh, we're really getting it up to standard for people to come visit. And just the cabins are open for rentals. You can you can spend the weekend there. It's beautiful. After you leave Chiha you've got um, Zulu Canyon. That's one of my favorite sections. Uh, I don't know if you remember that. It's section seven when you when you come off Chiha. You go down through that canyon. you got all those creeks you're crossing. You probably got wet on Hillaby Creek. And then a little bit later, you, you go past the little Hillaby waterfalls. That's a great must-see. When uh, you're going to see this next, after you leave Pine Glen, you've got the uh, the old church. There's an old 1800s-era church in the uh, middle of the woods back there that still operates once a year. They operate a, They have one service there. And it's open. You can walk in, and I took a break in there when I went through and took a little nap on the pews. It's it's beautiful old, old church. And in Piedmont, you're going to uh, actually spend about a half a mile or so on the Chief ladiga Trail, which is a rails-to-trail uh, project that goes uh, from Anniston, Alabama. It goes all the way to the Georgia Line, but at the Georgia Line, it picks up what they call, it's the same rail, but they call it um, the Silver Comet, and it goes all the way over north of Atlanta. So you can do a hundred miles on that concrete path, um, fairly flat, you know, it's a railroad bed. So um, you're, you'll spend a half mile on that on the Penhody, but that's a pretty neat feature that uh, Alabama has for another opportunity for um, to get outdoors. There's just so many things. There's, um, you know, when down, back down south, you've got uh, the Rebecca mountain and the Horn Mountain section. Horn Mountain has some of the best views, probably behind Cheeha. Um there's a, ridge line that you're walking and you're we kind of keep the trail on the west side of the ridge and if you camp up there, it's dry, there's no water, but you can camp up there and watch the sunset and it is absolutely stunning. That's a that's something to uh to see. I could go on for another hour <laughs> <laughs> to see on the But definitely uh, anybody that wants to talk at Penn hody give us a call. I'm 202 two oh five two oh two nine five two five I host a, a weekly Zoom call for people just to want to talk about Penhoddy and they're planning their trip. So you know, reach out to us and we'll get you on a Zoom call and talk about you know what you want to do and how we can help.
0: Definitely, those are the great must see uh, in Penhoddy. I have um, I have gone through many of those. Uh, uh, section seven coming down the uh, Chiha was one of the most satisfying section oh, of Penhoddy so far. The beautiful is still a wilderness, uh, even though we suffered a little, yeah. <laughs> a lot. So I <laughs> don't want to be climbing, but the uh, whole trails, uh, missing trails, uh, you know, uh, overgrown trails. But that's just the most beautiful, um, the most satisfying it so far has been a six and seven because of the creek crossing, like you mentioned. Yes. Well, I, we, at the end, two miles to the car, we sat in the water for a half an hour, just <laughs> just, just talking and just like, okay, just, let's not go. That's awesome. And the the fastest so far, not even coming down the Chiha Mountain, the fastest was that section eight and nine. So, other than the road section we ran at the beginning, um, so that's uh, still a road section, it's a little fast, but uh, but the trail itself, single track trail, it's just that section eight and nine coming to you know, all over the, the pine lines has been really yeah. fast for us. Well, so.
1: Let me know. If I, I'll, I'll holler at you when you get done with Section 10. I want to see how you yeah. compare that. I think it's even easier. It's, it's just great running trail.
0: Definitely. So I'm well, looking forward as I go north. Um, that is the one of the points. Uh, I had a podcast earlier, having a And one day I just t- took a day off and I ran Pinnahui by myself. And just uh, going from Porters to Pinnacle to all the way to uh, we call it Warmi. I heard it's not a Warmi, but all the way uh, ten miles in from. Oh yeah. Yeah. So so that, that that overlook, and then and then ran by back and ran more to the Cold Spring, and I got my marathon distance, and that was my first kind of coming out to the having that courage to do it. Definitely coming out outdoor, you know, you know, by myself. Uh, from that point on, I had other friends like Kenneth came and. We, he and i we were kind of going north and and steven and some other friends that have we do encourage others to come with us but you know we have kind of speed and we are running we're not hiking so so you know people kind of get intimidated by that and we're not doing it overnight we haven't done zero overnight there are some uh, places um some shelters so far i have seen two i think uh, three yeah. i think i've seen three so far so so definitely so the, those are the those are the things we do but definitely we invite people so well, let me
1: know when y'all do section ten, I might join y'all for that one,
0: yeah, section ten possible this weekend, if not, it's gonna go down to uh uh yeah, it will be on on the twenty sixth of October, okay, so it's just all our schedules um yeah. my my marathon season's about to kick off, so so it's a lot of i mean I still do a lot of road running so i'm a Thank roadie you. and trail runner or whatever so i do anything in between but definitely i'll let you know um all right sounds good man thanks for joining and before we close this interview i always like our guests to give a word of advice to listener and mention about uh go outdoor kind of i i wanted to your motto of um outdoor center go outdoor i just want to you as a finisher of uh, appalachian trail and you know having the patience and courage to do that as well and a caretaker of Penhody uh, Trail, and also caretaker of Penhody Hikers. Uh, give us a word of advice uh, to those uh, listen to us to go outdoor and, and enjoy.
1: Yeah, I, w- I would say, um, you know, we've seen in the last couple of years, unfortunately, to the due to the pandemic, that um, a lot of people are wanting to go outdoors. And we're seeing a lot of people don't really know how. And some people are intimidated. Some people are just, um, just going out and throwing caution to the wind. So, you know, if, if I had any advice, um, it'd be one, plan your trip. You know, if you need help, plan and give us a call. We'd love to help. We don't charge for advice. I mean, just call us. We'd love to talk about the Pinhoti and, and how you can make that successful and, you know, making sure that, you know, if you've got children with you or if you got, you know, what's your level of experience or knowledge and we can put you in a section or a place that's going to fit your, your needs and what you want to do. And then as you get more confident, you know, we can... We can, you know, stretch out and go to other places. But, you know, when you're out there, you know I, know, I love running. I know you love running, but don't rush it. You know, if you're out there to run, that's one thing. But if you want to hike and see things, you know, a lot of times we put our head down, put our headphones in and you just you just walk through it. Oh, I got A to B. I'm done. I can go home now. But, you know, there's side trails. There's there's views. There's things to see. There's um there's, you know, I, definitely I learned this on the Appalachian Trail of, if there's a side trail to a waterfall, take it. You know, if there's a swimming hole, go spend thirty minutes and swim in it. You know that, like you said, y'all sat in the water for thirty minutes. How fun was that? I mean, you're going to remember those things. So you know, enjoy it and find something to enjoy. You know, grab some friends, go outside. You know, if you need some help planning, definitely call us. But look into it, figure out what you're getting into, and, and make sure it's safe. And uh, um, you know, check the weather. Gosh, we've had people just go out in some bad weather and. Um, it can really cause havoc, but um, but don't shy away from it. Definitely get outdoors. We can definitely help with that.
0: Definitely, great words of advice. Uh, one note on that: take the side trail. Definitely. uh When we were in section eight, we were not going to go half and spur. Uh, then we realized, let's do it, and we went, and it was such a wonderful to see the city, how the cities are adopting the pinholey yes. and and the. The whole concept you know and probably the local don't know much uh, i don't know how that works but city itself the the leadership in the city has taken really great pride on pinhody being a pinhody city so so that was a great to see for me i mean Silicaga i saw very it felt like i'm coming to Silakaga actually as yeah. i was running through i was like it felt like when i run but definitely and <laughs> definitely it's a it's a great to see you know so like you said um yeah, maybe maybe when when we are done running north, maybe we we'll we'll start hiking back. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell Kenneth that he will like that. It was like a, he, we don't want to go any more north than that. Maybe we, when we get to Alabama, maybe we'll, or finish the complete section and start hiking it back and learn how to hike, not to rush through it, so we can see all six seasons of Pinhoti. I know there's only four, but. I think there's there's more than four. Oh yeah, we have more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can so, have two in one day.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, thanks for your time. Uh, it's been great talking to you. If I don't see you any any time before, definitely I will see you at the Pinewood 100 at the Mile 68. I think you're still doing uh, yep. volunteering. You're having your they aid station, that. so we'll be there. And that's a great service. Uh, I do have a video from last year. If anybody wants to check out, out of my Outdoor centers uh, volunteer work in that tent so so thanks for doing that and uh, thanks for being great take care of a the runners and being out there having your support sometime encourage others to come you know you may not know the impact but you know people <laughs> people definitely well, appreciate so you. thanks for being out there hope to see you soon if not happy trails
1: all right thank you enjoyed it